Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helton. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. Soda's rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three. The Moss Covered. Three-handled family redundant. It's me, Austin. It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Record of the World in Cleveland, Ohio. I am your dangerously, dashingly, strikingly sexy, ever so smooth talking, ever so amazing host, Nick. And with me, as always, is Matt. Hello, wrestling people. This is actually a take two because take one, we just started doing the intro for take one. And right as I was doing the intro, doing my normal shtick, I hate using that word, but I just did shtick. Uh, you plugged in your phone to its charger because we're doing this. We're actually doing the podcast over Skype right now. And the moment you put your phone into the charger, apparently <laughs> we like lost signal. Yeah, it, it didn't like us. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just funny because I did the intro and I'm waiting for Matt to do his typical hello wrestling people, and I just heard nothing. I just heard silence. <laughs> I just thought it was. <laughs> just thought I had to bring it up. But anyway, yes, this is take two, and as you can tell by the title of this podcast, this is our WWE Extreme Rules 2019 rundown. Now, there's a lot of wrestling going on this weekend, and I mean a lot of wrestling, which is not a bad thing. Oh, uh, do tell. Oh, I, I shall tell. Uh, well, right now it is a Friday night, as we, when we do the podcast remotely, typically it's on a Friday night, and New Japan Pro Wrestling is on. Bing! And then Saturday, you have AEW Fight for the Fallen, which apparently is actually going to be streamed for free on BR Live. I thought you had to pay for it, but as I read on Reddit, it is a free event, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, that is the event that AEW is doing where uh, part of their proceeds will be going to victims of gunshot violence. And across from that show is uh, WWE is airing Evolve's, I believe, 15th anniversary show or, or something like that. Evolve is, I, I don't want to say it's a breeding ground for WWE because they're an independent promotion, but a lot of their stars ran wild and evolve at one point. Uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, uh, Daniel Bryan was another one, uh, the Street Profits. So they, they've had former uh, 
Evolve guys who are now in WWE. Some of those names are even going to be at that show, but mostly it's going to be like an Evolve NXT crossover pay-per-view. And then, of course, Sunday is Extreme Rules. So this is, for lack of a better word, going to be an exhaustive weekend when it comes to wrestling events. Are you surprised that they're doing the stuff with Evolve? I mean, it's basically like another company and they're doing a crossover. I don't know if it necessarily surprises me. Um, I, I, I think in a way this is what the WWE Network is either going to be or what it should be. Is I, I think it should showcase other promotions, as weird as that may sound because it's a WWE exclusive. But at the same time, I think that WWE, let's be honest, is such a monopoly in the wrestling industry that it would be foolish for another company not to see that as an opportunity. I just, I think that as much as I like AEW and what we've seen so far from AEW, it's not it's not nearly on the same level as WWE. Oh, no, not yet anyways. But I've always said that with the WWE Network, what they should do is have other, like, indie promotions be on there. And then, like, they could make get a cut from the indie guys like oh like have the indie promotions be like well we'll pay you guys x amount of money to carry our programming on the wwe network right and the the only problem is though these indie promotions i don't think they have the funds to do something like that yeah i i would venture to say the same um see i i don't know i don't know how you would exactly model it and i think that that's going to be the toughest uh part of it is how exactly are you going to really model it what i mean by that is like should you go the netflix route in terms of leasing out your platform to other companies because like we, we have that stuff already uh, we have Power Slam TV, shameful plug, and we have, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, like there's Fight TV, and then you have like Impacts, I, but I don't think Impact, their like Impact Network or whatever it's called, I don't think that they have other promotions, I think it's exclusively Impact. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all Impact Wrestling. They have a lot of their older stuff on there, but that's their stuff. Uh, do you? What about you, though? Do you think WWE should do that? Like lease their their uh, stuff to, or I guess license out their platform to other promotions? Because the thing is, like you said, these promotions really wouldn't necessarily be able to afford it unless the WWE set that fee so low <laughs> to where they can. What if WWE went to these indie promotions and said, "We'll pay you guys to let us air your shows on our network." Uh, yeah. In return, like if WWE needs like a extra or something, and they're in like a town that one of these promotions are in, they can call up the promoter and be like, "We need a jobber for uh, Drew McIntyre to beat up tonight." And so like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of like have a working relationship almost. Well, I mean, WWE has done that kind of stuff in the past with, uh, you know, even ECW back in the day. 
where they did have some kind of working relationship. Um, Whether or not you believe Paul Heyman was on their payroll back then, that's a different story. But I'd be in favor of that. I know that WWE sent out a survey a while ago saying, uh, suggesting, I should say, like, what what kind of content do you want to see on the network? And one of the options was... uh, uh, I don't know exactly how they phrased it, but it had something to do with product from other wrestling organizations or something like that. Essentially meaning that, hypothetically, like they could air Ring of Honor's weekly TV show on the WWE Network. Again, I don't know the the likeliness of that because I know Ring of Honor already has a TV deal, but that's the kind of stuff that they were kind of alluding to. I'd be in favor of that, you know? I, I just, I don't know, logistically speaking, if it's really financially beneficial to WWE. Yeah, but it would be good for, like, exposure. Oh, absolutely. You air these indie promotions, and the fans start watching on the WWE Network. You're going to start seeing, like, tweets about certain wrestlers that someone may have seen in whatever promotion. We all know WWE is greedy when it comes to talent. They like to scoop it up. Oh, absolutely. So they could see, okay, well, this guy's getting a lot of likes. Let's look into maybe signing him into a developmental deal and seeing if he has anything. Right. I don't know. I mean, look, WWE Network's been around for, can you believe, five years? It's been around for five five years. years. I know. That's crazy. WrestleMania 30, 2014, that's when it came out. Wow, it doesn't wow. feel like it's been five years. No, it really doesn't. And and just to think, in 2014, we we're probably thinking, oh, this, you know, a, a live streaming service like this, oh, it can never happen. And they had some minor hiccups, but for the most part, especially back then, they handled the traffic really well. So kudos to them. Hopefully we'll see more content from other promotions. I, I really hope that this is the start of everything. Um, and I also want to give a shout-out. If you are in the Cleveland area... By chance, this weekend, more specifically, uh, Saturday night, which I'm probably going to upload this as soon as I can. I don't know if anyone would would hopefully be interested, but if you're in the Cleveland area, you've got to check out Mega Championship Wrestling. They are airing, not airing, they are performing their show, Saturday Night Slam, Under the Stars 2. Uh, Last year was the first one, uh, me and you, we actually went, we took the better halves and had a great time at the show. It was a phenomenal show. We got to meet up with Jackson Stone, who's been on the show before. Uh, great atmosphere, great people to be around. And now they're having their second one. I'm looking forward to it. We're actually going to be going. Maybe we'll post some stuff on our Facebook page while we're there. Um, again, a lot of you guys will probably either be watching Evolve or Fight for the Fallen. But regardless, and I can't stress this enough, I know you can't either. My saying when it comes to wrestling is support the local wrestling. That is where so many careers are just made is through these local promotions going from town to town. And I'm not even talking a, a step of like Ring of Honor level. I'm talking of just, you know, driving in car for 15 bucks a show, 20 bucks a show wrestling and then going and driving six hours back home. To me, that is the definition of wrestling. And Mega Championship Wrestling, they put on an awesome show every single time. Here's what you should do. Do not watch Evolve. Do not watch <laughs> anything that's going to be on Saturday. Do not watch AEW. What you do is you take 
20 bucks, pay for a ticket, go see Mega Championship Wrestling. Even if you got to buy a plane ticket, hop <laughs> on a plane, drive to North Ridgeville, Ohio, watch it. It's good stuff. I mean, I mean that that's that seems like it's a little little much, but I will agree. You might as well just do it. I mean, it really wouldn't hurt. And also, if you really feel up for it, I think you should just go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mega Wrestling and hook yourselves up with a nice Mega T-shirt. Right now, they have a blue Mega Wrestling shirt, a red Mega Mafia shirt, a gray Mega Wrestling shirt, and a Mega Wrestling rainbow-colored shirt. So support your local wrestling, even if it's not Mega. If you have a local promotion in your area, go to their shows. You know, I really can't stress that enough. But anyway... I think we have all the shameful get on a plane. I think we <laughs> I think we have all the the shameful plugs out the way. Now, before we get to WWE Extreme Rules, because that is going to be mostly the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which you guys are getting a bonus one next week. We are going to be doing our usual podcast, which I'm sure will include maybe a quick recap of some of these shows. But I do want to just run down the cards of both Evolve 131 and AEW Fight for the Fallen. We don't have to give our predictions. I just want to make the fans aware of the kind of wrestling that they're going to be uh, able to watch this weekend. Okay. What was it you just called the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, the potatoes? and The meat and potatoes. Okay, well, if it's the meat and potatoes, I have the sizzle. Oh my god. Okay. So this is what I'm work this is what I work with on a, a bi weekly basis. You Maybe should- that's why we're only bi weekly is because of me. You should get a shirt that says I'm the sizzle. I'm the shizzle. <laughs> it's like Shawn Michaels when he was talking to Crime Time. <laughs> You're Shawn Michaels. <laughs> anyway, so this is your Evolve 131 card. Uh, Evolve 131 is taking place at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. the former ECW Arena. ECW. ECW. <laughs> and not to mention that their promoter, Gabe Sapolsky, actually used to work for ECW. Uh, he was an assistant to Paul Heyman back in the day. So a little oh, Really? T- I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, Evolve uh, was at 131. That's a lot of shows for an indie promotion. 131, that's crazy. They have nine matches on their card. So I'm just going to do a quick run through. You know, maybe give your thoughts because there are names on here that you do know. Brandy Lauren, Brandy Lauren versus Shotzi Blackheart. And then you have eight, Eddie Kingston, AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling Star Eddie Kingston, and Joe Gacy versus AR Fox and Leon Ruff for the Evolved Tag Team Championships. Kurt Stallion. Oh, go ahead. I think Eddie Kingston. Did he used to be in Impact Wrestling? It's just Kingston. I believe so. Let me look it up. And it says, uh, yeah, he was. Good catch. I thought that name sounded familiar. Yeah, he spent one year there, according to his Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, less than a year, really. From November 2016 to April. I'm sorry, November 2016 to October 2017. A cup of coffee. Yeah, I had a cup of coffee. Kurt Stallion versus Sean Maluda versus Stephen Wolf versus Harlem Bravado in a fatal four-way match. Sean Maluda 
Uh, I believe, yeah, he took part in the first Cruiserweight Classic. That's how I know that name. Babatunde versus Colby Carino. Babatunde was a competitor in the one of those Saudi Arabia battle royals. I'm not sure which one. And Colby Carino is the son of ECW great Steve Carino. I was just going to ask you if there's any kind of relation. Yes, and Steve Carino blocked me on my personal Twitter page, and I don't know why. Well, he probably doesn't like you. <laughs> oh, that's a little harsh. Well, I barely like you. <laughs> Anthony Henry versus Arturo Ruas in a grudge match. J.D. Drake versus Austin Theory in a winner-take-all for both the WWN Championship and Evolve Championship. Josh Briggs versus Anthony Green in a singles match. And that is a Future Is Now Showcase match, which I don't know if that really means anything necessarily. Drew Gulak will be taking on Matt Riddle in a Catch Point Reunion match. And Adam Cole, baby, versus Akira Tozawa for the NXT title. So that is your Evolve 131. And, again, a lot of these names are indie names. Eddie Kingston, like you said, he's been a journeyman. Uh, Colby Carino, son of ECW legend Steve Carino. So I think that you have that mix of guys who are looking for an opportunity and some guys from NXT who are really helping out their old stomping grounds. That should be a pretty good show. And those NXT guys, I would expect them to, like, come in and coach up the younger guys. And these are the stars of tomorrow i mean yeah. you start thinking about all the people that came through uh the evolve promotion there's a lot of names that stick out yeah there are there, there's a ton and i'm glad to see that you know whether if wwe has their intent or not at least they're giving back to an independent promotion that has helped them on some levels i think that's really cool all right so that is your Evolve 131 card. Now, AEW Fight for the Fallen, which is airing the same night, July 13th, will be taking place at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and I'm trying to... Th- I'm looking something up right here. Uh, proceeds from the gate will go to Jacksonville's Victim Assistance Ad- Advisory Council to help victims of violent crimes. So it's it's great to see that AEW is doing a charitable event like this. And honestly, I kind of wish that more promotions would have some kind of benefit every now and then. I think it it's not even necessarily for their image. I just think it's sending a great message to anyone across any platform to have a show like this. You know, there's a good benefit that people can support out there. It's called... The Give Matt a New Car <laughs> Foundation. Wow, what's going on with your car now? Matt, for, for the record, and you know, I'm sure you can go into greater detail than I can, you have had some car troubles. I have, but currently at the moment, there's nothing wrong with my car. Oh, okay. However, it is an older car. It's a 2008. So I would really appreciate some funds <laughs> for... A brand new car, preferably an SUV. No, I'm I'm pretty fond of the Ford Escape. No, those are pretty nice. Yeah, uh, you know what? Honestly, when me and Rebecca were looking for her new car, we test drove a couple of Escapes, and they were they were really spot on. 
Yeah, it's what my wife has, and I love driving it. Yeah, I, I think that would be a, a great uh, vehicle. Plus, your car is, what, 12 years old? Uh, it's a 2008, so, yeah, about 12 years. Yeah, that's that's a long time to have a car, um, especially bought, now. Bought it brand new. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... I mean, that's great, you know, fully paid off. I mean, it's just nice when you pay off a car. It's It really is a great feeling. So, help me out, people. The Give Matt a new car foundation. We'll, we'll start a GoFundMe for you. GoFundMatt. GoFundMatt. <laughs> Boy, I'm just coming up with all kinds of t-shirt ideas. Maybe 100% of the proceeds will go to help you out. <laughs> anyway. So, nine matches are on the card for AEW Fight for the Fallen. Uh, three matches are on the pre-show. So, I'm just going to run down the, the list here again as it is on Wikipedia. Brandy Rhodes versus Allie in, Allie, I should say, in a singles match. Brandy Rhodes, this is her very first AEW match officially. Kenny Omega taking on Seema, which I think could actually steal the show. I, lo- I love Kenny Omega. He's probably my favorite in AEW, and Seema is a great uh, Chinese talent. Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. And that I, should be a good match. I'm looking forward to that one. I, I really hope that one's going to be a brawl. I, I don't expect a whole lot of wrestling in that one. Uh, Adam Page versus Kip Sabian in the singles match. Hangman Adam Page will be taking on Chris Jericho at All Out for the AEW Championship. I cannot wait. And you have, for the pre-show match, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allin, and Joey Janela versus Maxwell Jacob Freeman, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears in a six-man tag match. Uh, basically a very hardcore team against a very heelish team. So that could be interesting. SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels will be taking on the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix. And another pre-show match, Sonny Kiss versus Peter Avalon in a singles match. The Dark Order will be taking on Angelico and Jack Evans, and also Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in a three-way tag team match to advance to All Out for an opportunity in a first-round bye for the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. And the last pre-show match, Burt Baker and Rio versus B. Priestley and Shoko Nakajima. Don't ask me to pronounce that one again. And that would just be a tag team match. Now, I think it's a strong card. I really do. But I kind of think it's, at the same time, I I don't really see this show having so a lot of steam behind it, like Double or Nothing or Fighter Fest had. Is this the first show since Sean Spears hit Cody Rhodes with a steel chair? Sure is. I'm surprised... Nothing's being done with that. Instead, they have Sean Spears in a totally different match. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And that's the one thing I don't really like about Fighter Fest because Cody has his match, and then Sean Spears comes up, whacks him with the chair, even though they already knew in advance it was going to be the Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. I mean, the only thing I could think of is their... They're setting something up for All Out, maybe? I, I don't know. That's, I don't know. The whole booking is kind of weird behind it. Well, what's up with uh, John Moxley and uh, um, 
Who was it that I'm drawing a blank here? Was that Kenny Omega? Yeah. Are they going to be doing anything? Hello? And I think I lost the the hardships of a live podcast, people. Um, You're here. Okay, so what were you saying about, I believe it was Sean Spears? No, 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 John Moxley. And um, I can never remember his name for some reason. The guy you like. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Are they doing anything since Moxley attacked him? They do have a match at All Out. Okay, so maybe you're right then with Sean Spears coming out and attacking Cody Rhodes. Maybe they're just building up for that. Right. And so far, those are the only two matches announced. Hangman Adam Page and Chris Jericho, and also John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Those are the only two matches. I'm willing to bet Cody versus Sean Spears and some kind of uh, stipulation will be added. Maybe like a hardcore match or something. Do you think that at the end of the main event, someone else will come out and attack somebody? Because it seems like that's like a reoccurring theme. Well, it's happened twice now. They're two for two. Um, I hope not. I mean... Is that overkill? Oh, absolutely it's overkill. I think, especially now when you have your third show... If you do that again, a lot of fans are going to start thinking, boy, is their creative a little whacked right now. And I have a lot of faith in Cody. I have a lot of faith in the Bucks. I have a lot of faith in Kenny. But you have to understand, all of those names I just mentioned, this is their first time as bookers in a major capacity. And I was going to say, those guys I trust as performers. It's they just, don't have the credentials yet for, like, backstage booking and uh, running a company. And I'm not saying that that they're going to suck at it. I mean, you just don't – it's an unknown. You, you don't know how they're going to do. Um, from what I've seen, I think Double or Nothing, honestly, is just the best show of the year so far. And then I think Fighter Fest kind of lost a lot of steam. It was still a decent show, but it wasn't anything to write home about either. So I, I don't know where that puts Fight for the Fallen. We're going to have to wait and see, I suppose. See, I'm afraid that with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks running the promotion, it's kind of like, kind of like, all right, I like pizza, but <laughs> I'm not running a pizza shop. Well, I'm all grateful for that. But you see what I'm saying, though, right? I, I do. I get it. I just I think that what it is is that there's a lot of fans out there that are like, yeah, this is WWE Alternative, and it's going to have Cody and Kenny, and like, oh, this is great. But at the same time, thank you, Rebecca, for bringing me my lunch crush that I requested. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just happened. But, um, th- thank you. So, Hi, oh my gosh, for the record, before we go any further, I just want to say we spent the last half hour watching all of the Firefly Funhouse videos and analyzing them in depth. So you should be very proud of her. Creepy AF. Let's just put that out there. 
So, so are you going to watch any of the AEW show, Rebecca? Sure. If it's on TV. It's going to be airing when we are at Mega Championship Wrestling, which, by the way, is in North Ridgeville, Ohio this weekend. Oh, a nice plug. Um, whenever you feel like watching it, Nick, we will watch it. I'm interested. I'm invested. She's invested. I'm invested. All right, well, as like a non-wrestling fan, being in this situation where you're kind of watching wrestling because of Nick, who do you like in AEW? Uh, I I like the names that I know. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> that's the bad one at AEW. I really don't know a whole lot of people. <laughs> well, but, but you know what, though, and this is what I was trying to get at with Matt before you came in here, was that you're, right now you have Cody, you have Kenny, you have the Young Bucks, guys who are great performers, just like a lot of people on their roster. But at the same time, this is their first big, like, production, like, behind-the-scenes booking. Like, we're wondering how Fight for the Fallen is going to fit with all the other shows that they've promoted so far. Oh, okay. And I told Matt that the very first one, Double or Nothing, probably my pick for show of the year. And then Fighter Fest was an okay show, mm-hmm. but now where does that put Fight for the Fallen? Oh, so you th- you're wondering how to keep the momentum going exactly. and all that. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, I'll let you resume. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for including me. Uh, anytime. Hey, wrestling fans. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. All right, there's the door. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, I just kicked her out. <laughs> That was cool. We just had an impromptu guest on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah giving give a good two-minute take about AEW. So, anyway, going back to where we were, how do you think this show is going to fare with Evolve and Extreme Rules, all the wrestling this weekend? Uh, that's a good question, because it's actually going head-to-head with Evolve. Right. So... In a weird way, it's also kind of like WWE versus AEW. Because they're the ones that are, like, promoting the Evolve event and putting it on the network. Yeah, that's fair. But if you notice, though, on WWE programming, I don't think they've mentioned Evolve. Have they? Yeah, they did this past week. Oh, did they? Okay, I probably just wasn't paying attention or something. But um, I believe they even aired, like, some kind of video package like, highlighting the fact that so many of their stars came from that promotion. Okay. Well. So, I'm kind of thinking that Evolve is going to win the ratings. Okay, so I'll ask you this then. If you had to sit down, bucket of popcorn and a large two liter of Pepsi, what are you watching? Are you going to watch Fight for the Fallen or Evolve? If you had to pick one over the other to watch. Mega Championship Wrestling in North Ridgeville. That is the correct answer, my <laughs> man. <laughs> so, with that said, AW Fight for the Fallen, I, I am very proud that a wrestling promotion is doing something to help victims of gun violence and really creating awareness for really a hot topic in all of America. And definitely check out Fight for the Fallen. Um, I'm, I'm sure they probably have something on their website about the charity that they're working with specifically, Jacksonville's Victim Assistance Adversary Council. So check them out. Check out Evolve 151 
Check out Mega Championship Wrestling, megachampionshipwrestling.com, or just go to mcw.yapsody.com and purchase your tickets. I don't know what you're waiting for. Anyway, with all that being said, Matt, are you ready to get extreme? Hold on, wait for it, wait for it. Uh, okay, now I'm ready. Oh, okay. I, I just wasn't sure. I, I had to fully make sure you were ready to get extreme. Now, the this is on, okay. Nick. I mean, you're kind of behind on these uh, predictions here. Oh, okay. It's like that. All right. Well, that's going to change. I, I have a feeling I'm turning things around. So, this event is taking place from the World's Fargo Center in Philly. So, Evolve is running the 2300 Arena, ECW Arena. And WWE, obviously, is on a much grander scale. They're doing things at the Wells Fargo Center. Now, I was, I still am, a little concerned about this show. Reason being is that you're going to have a hardcore-based event in the hardcore wrestling capital of the world in Philadelphia. So, do you think there's, like, added pressure on WWE to make sure this show is really good? Yeah, yeah, I think that pressure is definitely there because, like you said, it's from Philadelphia. So, you know that crowd. They're going to be... It's going to be a different feel crowd-wise because they're used to the ECW hardcore weapons everywhere, bloodshed matches. Violence! Violence! <laughs> So they're going to be pumped. So I hope, for WWE's sake, they deliver on at least a couple of matches. Because otherwise, you're going to start getting the boring chants and um, just all these weird different things going on in the crowd, I think, is what will happen if WWE doesn't deliver. Yeah, I, I mean, all eyes are going to be on them. Uh, the, 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 like you said, I fully agree. There's going to be boring chance if they feel necessary. Uh, I have some concerns about the card itself, but we'll get into that. But first, this rundown of Extreme Rules is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV has the top promotions and celebrities in the pro wrestling world, offering events, shoots, and other related content available for the first time in a single massive location that can be watched on smartphones, computers, and connected TVs. Power Slam TV showcases premium pro wrestling content from countries all over the world. Use promo code PROWRESTLINGPOD, all one word, PROWRESTLINGPOD, for a month free on us. Visit powerslam.tv for more info. Matt can really use the money, so please help him out. Now, I need a car. <laughs> I need a car. <laughs> anyway, so my main concern with this card is I, I think the stipulations are lacking. What I mean by that is you have a no-holds-barred match, you have a last man standing match, and those two matches are really only the two extreme rule stipulation matches. There's not even an actual extreme rules match on the card, and the pay-per-view is called Extreme Rules. Like, I, I feel that, like, like, what if Money in the Bank didn't even have a Money in the Bank ladder match? Like, it's, that's kind of what it, it feels like to me. Or Survivor Series, not having a Survivor Series match. Well, that Falls Count Anywhere's match, I feel like that should be just labeled Extreme Rules, because that's basically what it is. It is, and I, I agree. I just feel weird 
for for that. And and secondly, I kind of think that the mixed tag team match for the Universal Raw Women's Title should actually have some kind of stipulation, like like a, a ladder match, and the first man and woman to grab the titles become champions. That that would be different. I I think that could be really fun, but. It's little nuances like that that make me a little concerned. Like, I think the matches are going to be fine. I just think the stipulations is what... It doesn't have the sizzle, Matt. It doesn't have the sizzle. It doesn't have me. (laughs) He needs a car. (laughs) Anyway, so... (laughs) Go fun, Matt. So these are your Extreme Rule matches, and... You know, I'm going to rail them off, and then we'll give our predictions afterwards. Again, all according to Wikipedia. So you have the Revival defending the Raw Tag Team titles against the Usos, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a last-man-standing match, Ricochet, or as Rebecca calls him, Flippy McFlipster, defending his United States title against AJ Styles, Aleister Black finally finds out who was knocking at his door, and it was Cesaro, and they're going to be competing in a singles match, Daniel Bryan and Rowan will be defending their SmackDown Tag Team titles against The New Day and Heavy Machinery. Drew Gulak will be defending his Cruiserweight title against Tony Nese. Bailey defends her SmackDown Women's title in a handicap match against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Kofi Kingston defends his WWE title against Samoa Joe. Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred match. And last but not least, Seth Rollins and Becky Wenbelt will be defending their Raw Women's Championship and the Universal title, respectively, against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. So, before we dive into our picks, how do you feel about the card's overall strength? I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I think it could be better. It really is missing the stipulation aspect of it. I mean, you have the two matches, like you said, plus you have the mixed tag match where everything's on the line. I don't really see that as extreme. That's just like a normal stipulation. Right. I mean, I want to see when it comes to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, what I would like it to be is a show where just make every match Extreme Rules. Yeah. It doesn't mean, like, you have to use, like, weapons excessively, but give it that element to where the fans are like, man, anything can happen. Like, I feel like that's not the case here. No, it really isn't. Well, hopefully it's not as underwhelming as what me and you are thinking it's going to be. You know, because with all the wrestling going on, you you have to stand out. I mean, the last few pay-per-views from WWE have been really good, in my opinion. So I hope that they continue the trend with Extreme Rules. All right, so let's get this show on the road. The Revival defending their Raw Tag Team titles against the Usos. Who you got? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the Revival. Okay. No real reason why. I just... I don't know, I just have to pick a team, so I'm picking Revival. I mean, there's just, there's no point in this match, in my opinion. Like, I feel like there's no steam to it. 
Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad, it's, it's going to be a good match. I mean, the Revival and the Usos are my two favorite tag teams, but at the same time, I'm kind of just like, eh. I mean, the momentum for this match really just kind of slowed down recently. and I don't know, I'm just not into it. No, I'm not either. I will agree with you, I will say the Revival. Um, I don't know, I guess no real reason to steer the ship in a different direction. I think you might as well just have them hold on. Maybe drop it at SummerSlam or something. I, I don't know. Just not real interested. This next match had a lot of people buzzing. Uh, a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, the set collapsed. Corey Graves said an expletive, and it really kicked off the Paul Heyman era in terms of creative direction that the show can go in. And it fueled a last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. I am actually excited for this match, and I did not think I would ever be excited for this match. Yeah, I think the whole set thing really gave this feud that push that it needed. Yeah, absolutely. Because think about before then. The weeks prior to that match, they competed in an arm wrestling match a tug-of-war match. It was to a point where I'm like, okay, they need to wrap this up and do something different. Well, and that's the problem. Like, you see two, like, big strongman types feuding, and they do these ridiculous things like that. Like, they'll have them pull a semi-truck with chains or, you know, try to bend frying pans. And it's like, why? Like, (laughs) obviously we know these guys are strong. Have them beat each other with their muscles, not do these silly things. Exactly. Uh, But to get to the picks, I think I'm going to go with Strowman. Okay. Just because, like, lastly, he's been on TV since the whole stage collapsing thing, whereas Strowman hasn't. So... I think when they have Strowman come back, it's going to be in a big way, and I, I just look for him to win. I am actually going to agree with you. So <laughs> we're two for two. Um, I, I think that I think Braun's going to start to break out, and I think this is going to be his uh, launching pad, so to speak. I think after this, maybe there could be a. Uh, championship opportunity in line from not universal wwe but more so united states title ish not saying he's going to win it but i think that they could definitely push him in a couple different directions he deserves it i think give him a a title opportunity yeah All all right so now we have speaking of titles the united states titles are going to be defended as ricochet will be taking on aj styles this feud I love right now, personally. Uh, I think turning AJ Styles into a heel was the right move. I think aligning him with the club was a right move. I think Ricochet should not be near a microphone in his life. Um, with that being said, my personal pick, I kind of think AJ Styles is going to win. And why do you say that? Just because he, he like, literally just turned heel. Like, I feel like if he wasn't 
to win a major match the moment he turns heel. I can't think it at this point. I can't think it deflates him a little bit and doesn't really validate him as a heel. And plus, you can expect the Good Brothers to get involved in some kind of form. See, I disagree with you. I think having AJ Styles lose the match would be critical for him being a heel. Because then he could always turn everything around and blame the fans. But see, that's the problem, though. Because if you go that way, you can just turn him to, like, how Christian was as a heel, to where he's just all whiny and... You know, before you know it, he's going to say, I just deserve one more match. Like, I don't know, to me, it just seems like like he'd be a complainer at that point. Yeah, but it's worked so many times in the past. I mean, it's kind of working with Dolph Ziggler right now. It's a formula that they follow. True. So for that, I'm going to say Ricochet wins. Okay. So we have our first disagreement. Three matches in. Here we go. So <laughs> now we have Aleister Black taking on Cesaro. Um, this is going to be one of two matches that I think will steal the show. I think pairing Aleister Black with someone like Cesaro, who Cesaro can make anybody look good. Cesaro can make a dead pony look like Randy Savage. He is just that talented. And in my opinion is one of the most underutilized wrestlers in WWE history. Uh, that being said, I think Aleister Black is going to win, though, because, you know, the way they're building him, I kind of think that they have a lot more stock in him than they do Cesaro at this point. How do you feel about Cesaro being the guy knocking on the door? I liked it, but I didn't love it. You know, I, I think. Uh, not that I was disappointed. I was kind of hoping it'd be Bray Wyatt, and I think everyone was. But in a weird way, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that it wasn't Bray, because now we're going to get an awesome match with Cesaro and Aleister Black. Um, so, I, yeah, again, I think it could have been better, but I, I don't dislike it at all. I think it's okay. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. As soon as i seen it with Cesaro, I go... Well, I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. Because I, I feel like they're just taking Cesaro and going, okay, well, you're not doing anything. Let's put you in this match. I mean, okay. don't get me wrong. Cesaro's talented and everything. But, I mean, look at someone like Sean Benjamin. He's talented. Why not throw him into a match? Well, he's too busy looking around like he's high out of his mind to be in the match. Oh yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so stupid. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But one last thing before you say your pick, um, do you kind of wish? Well, let me put it this way: Do you think Bray Wyatt will interfere in some capacity in this match? I didn't even consider that, but I guess it is a possibility. If because a lot of people are suggesting that he might come back at Extreme Rules or maybe one of the shows after. But if he was to come back at Extreme Rules, I can totally expect him to be in this match in some form. See, I just wish Bray Wyatt was Aleister Black's opponent. 
I mean, yeah. you can have it to where they face each other because you know, Alistair Black is like, I'm waiting for someone to knock on my door. And Bray Wyatt's like, well, I'm here. Just let me in. And so they can have like a match at Extreme Rules and have like Bray Wyatt go over and then him like kind of corrupt Alistair Black, I guess. And it'll be the start of like reforming a new Wyatt family. Oh man, could you imagine Bray, Alistair Black, and Nikki Cross? That would be pretty good. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right, so who is your pick for this match? Uh, like you, I'm gonna go with Alistair Black because this whole storyline is Alistair Black. Right. Um, and it's not a knock on Cesaro. You know, I I think him in this match, if anything, I think it could help him, but. They can't bury him from here either. All right, so triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles as Daniel Bryan and Rowan will be defending their titles against the New Day. I'll never do that again. And also yeah. heavy, and heavy machinery. Um, are you a heavy machinery fan? I'm an Otis fan. That's that's fair. <laughs> I think everyone's an Otis fan. I mean, he's just funny. Yeah, he is. He's he's entertaining to watch. I mean, I think Tucker's a decent big man, but he, he reminds me a lot of Big Cass in the sense that he's decent in the ring, but he can't talk to save his life. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about him. He's decent in the ring, I guess. I mean, he's not over the top. You know, got to watch this guy, see what he does. Right. Um, I, I don't know who I really want to win this. Um, I Actually, I love Daniel Bryan and Rowan together. The New Day is the New Day. Um, I, I, just, I just don't know if I see Heavy Machinery winning the titles just yet. And that's the problem I'm running into. Because, like, I don't necessarily want the titles on the New Day, but at the same time, I don't know if I want Daniel Bryan and Rowan retaining the titles. So I'm kind of at a little bit of a loss right here. Um, I don't know. I, I guess... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Heavy Machinery. I don't know. I don't... Like, I don't want them to win the belts, but I can kind of see that happening, I guess. Okay. okay. The way how I see it is this is going to be a show-stealing match. Really? Yeah, because there's one element in this match that I think a lot of people are overlooking, and that's the fact that it's a triple threat. Triple threats, by default, no disqualification. True. So I could see this match stealing the show. And... I'm going to have to say that the the Planet Champions, <laughs> the Planet Tag Team Champions are going to retain. Are you invested in this match at all? A little bit, because it's just interesting how they incorporate Heavy Machinery, a brand new team, into this matchup. Because you got Brian and Rowan. Okay, I know they're not really a tag team. They're more or less two people they threw together. Right. But then you got the New Day, a well-established tag team. But even looking back at Brian and Rowan, 
they're established superstars. They both have won titles throughout their careers. Heavy Machinery, they're new. Yeah, that's very well said. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm just not as interested as what I thought I would be. I mean, again, I, I hope that they prove me wrong. Uh, so that is our second disagreement, if I have my mental tally correct. Yes. Okay, so now we move on to the Cruiserweight from 205 Live, as the WWE Cruiserweight title is up for grabs as Drew Gulak defends against Tony Nese. Uh, Gulak, I, I believe he just won that title like a month or two ago, I believe. I believe at the last pay-per-view. Yeah, so I'm going to go Drew Gulak. Uh, yeah, I'll probably do the same thing. Same reason. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of a no-brainer. My, watch, now they swerve us since Tony Nese. Um, now, anyway. I know at that uh, Evolve show, you said that Gulak's defending the Cruiserweight belt, or is he going after a different belt? Um, I am looking that up right now. I like how I type in Evolve 151, which is the show, and I get Pokemon Go coming up in the, the Google search. Uh, Google. Oh, it's 131. That's why. Not 151. 131. Uh, Drew Gulak is not defending the title. No, he's not. No. Uh, Adam Cole is defending his NXT title. I think maybe that's what it was. So there's a a slight possibility that Drew Gulak can come into this thing as a double champion. No, he's facing Matt Riddle, and there's no title on the line at Evolve. Okay, I must have misunderstood you when you were running down that card. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I, I thought you said he had a, some kind of title match. No, he's he's just facing Matt Riddle in a catch point reunion match. And what's that? I have no idea. I'm clicking the source link on Wikipedia right now, and it does not tell me anything. So I don't know what the point of that was. Okay, then. All right. So now we have Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match for Bailey's WWE SmackDown Women's title. Now, this match, I said that two matches could steal the show. First one, Aleister Black and Cesaro. I think this is my pick for the second. I really, my fingers are crossed because I really, no pun intended because of Nikki Cross, but I do want Nikki Cross to betray Alexa and kind of like be her own woman. I I just, I don't see that happening, but I want it to happen so bad right here. Um, I don't know. I, I I, I part of me thinks Bailey's going to retain, but then Alexa's going to turn on Nikki. So what's your pick? Bailey, going with Bailey. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm actually going to go with Bailey as well. Okay. I, I kind of thought about going with Cross and Bliss, but. Then I heard something, I believe it was on Raw, where Nikki Cross had said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, that 
you're jealous because you don't have a friend that cares about you like how I have with Alexa Bliss. Right. Which I wonder who she could be alluding to. Right. Hmm. To me, that kind of gave it away that maybe Sasha Banks may make an appearance, which will be her first appearance since WrestleMania. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I mean, I, I do think they gave it away a little bit. Um, there's just also a part of me that thinks that does this, even if Sasha Banks was to come back, do you think that this is really, does it feel right to you that this would be where you would plug her in at? No, probably not. I, I would wait till a big pay per view. You know, have, have it mean something instead of just sort of shoehorning her into the story. I mean, they could always hold off until, like, the next night and set up some kind of tag team match at SummerSlam. Right. I, I, I think, well, I think that's what they should do, is at the very least, just maybe the next night on Raw, you have... Nikki and Alexa just beat down Bailey real bad. Or, yeah, I would say Raw. And have them just beat her down, beat her down. And next you know, Sasha comes out from, like, the crowd or something to where fans just don't see her right away. And then she just, like, rips them apart or something. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I fully like that idea. I do agree with you. I do think Sasha, if she is to come back to WWE, I think this is when she's going to do it. So, moving on, we are going to the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston defending his title against Samoa Joe. Uh, arguably the biggest match in Kingston's run as WWE Champion. And I'm partially torn because I there's a part of me that thinks maybe Kofi still has a lot more to offer as a WWE Champion. Um, I know I've, I've said on the podcast before that Kofi has kind of lost my interest a little bit, but I think that pairing him with Samoa Joe is probably just what Kofi needs right now. Um, and and this is kind of where I'm torn because as much as I love Kofi, I also love Samoa Joe, and there's a part of me that thinks Samoa Joe is going to win, but I think one of the major titles is going to change. And I don't think it's going to be this one, so I'm going to say Kofi Kingston. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. It is. I think we are going to have a new champion. Okay. I, I can see. I can see it going either way. Yeah, I see the new champion being Barack. Lesnar. Do you think he is going to cash in? I think he cashes in on Kofi. Okay. So, I'm not going to pick. Well, can I make a a pick and then put Brock Lesnar as me like a half point? Yeah, that's fair. Go for it. Okay. In that case, I'll say Kofi wins. However, Joe, like, beats him up so bad that Brock Lesnar comes out. Suplex City at five, one, two, three. Okay. 
That's fair. All right, so... Okay, I can live with that. Anyway, no holds barred tag team match with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Now, I was very surprised to see Undertaker come back like I think a lot of people were. Um, I don't know if I agree that he should have been in this kind of match. I, I think I would like to see him more, more so as like a one-on-one type match, but you have to consider Taker's age. They probably don't want him carrying the match which I, I see that as well. Um, however, I think that maybe this match maybe could be the starting point for Drew McIntyre to really get over. And I'm actually going to say Shane and Drew McIntyre win. I think a lot of people are going to hate that because a lot of people don't want to see Shane in the spotlight, but I do think that it's going to come down to Drew and Undertaker, I think. And I think, I think Drew is actually going to get the better of the Undertaker and just shock a lot of people. I'm actually surprised by that pick. Yeah? Because I have it to... My pick is Taker and Roman Reigns. Okay. I just feel like Shane and Drew McIntyre have been getting the better of Roman Reigns for a little bit. I mean, sure, Roman Reigns had that thing with um, uh, Cedric Alexander as his tag partner this past Monday. But I just feel like... Like, this match, Roman Reigns and Undertaker are going to win. I mean, you don't just bring the Undertaker out from wherever just to have him team up with Roman Reigns and lose. Well, see, I would agree with that, but there's two points at. One, there's a McMahon in the match. (laughs) And if McMahon's are known for anything, it's an ego. And second off, I honestly can see McIntyre getting over on The Undertaker so that maybe it sets something up for both of them in the future. Because there was talk that Undertaker is kind of high on Drew McIntyre. So it wouldn't surprise me if both of those guys would start to work together heading towards SummerSlam. Yeah, but you could have Undertaker pin Drew McIntyre, and then McIntyre gets mad at that and wants a a one-on-one match with The Undertaker. Yeah, that's true, too. Because you're not going to get The Undertaker coming out on Raw challenging Drew McIntyre. Why not? It's just not Undertaker-like. He's done it before, though. Didn't he do it with uh, Shawn Michaels in one of their matches? He was still semi-regular, though. True. I I mean, we'll see. I, I, you know... My picks are always better than yours. And now... That's the guy with the losing record. Don't worry about it. At least I don't need a GoFundMe. And our last match... (laughs) ...is a last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match for both the WWE Universal Championship and the WWE Raw Women's Championship as Sethi McSethster and Becky One Belt take on BC Baron Corbin and Lacey McLeister. I don't know why I gave them all nicknames. I just did. I was going to say, I made those names up. I sure did. Now, here's the thing. You said earlier one of the belts was going to change hands, and I agree. I think it's going to be this one. However, I think it's not going to be Baron Corbin walking out. I think it's going to be Barack Lesnar. Okay, so I'll give you Lesnar for a half point. Yes. 
And the only reason why I say that is because him and Seth have had this weird pseudo feud going on. So for me, I just think it makes more sense to insert him there. Um, that being said, though, I love Seth. He's probably my favorite in WWE right now. But I also love Baron Corbin because I think he's the best heel in WWE right now. And I think that right now would be probably the best time to give Baron that title. Let the fans just boo him into oblivion and just see what he can do. You know, you know what Seth can do. You know what Becky can do. But you don't know what Baron can do. You don't know what Lacey can do with the titles. Give them the titles. And this is a moment where I think you can create two new stars and give them some kind of credibility. So let me just make sure I got this straight. You're going to have Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans win their respective belts, but then Brock Lesnar comes out and beats up Corbin for the championship? Well, I think that the match, like, between Seth and Baron, I think they're just going to destroy each other to where Brock doesn't even need to really beat up Baron Corbin that much. But you are still saying that the title will switch hands two times. Yeah. The old uh, two-title swing, if you will. Two-title swing. <laughs> uh, see, okay, we, me and Rebecca watched Dodgeball tonight, and, and one of the phrases they used was two-player swing. So I thought I'd try to like incorporate Dodgeball into this video somehow, and I waited till probably like the last few minutes to do it, but I did. Okay. Um, that's the match. <laughs> I'm going to pick Seth Rollins and Becky one belt. Okay. Uh, just because if it was Seth versus Corbin, I may go Corbin. If it was Becky versus Lacey Evans, I'd probably go Becky. But since it's winner takes all, I think they stick with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. But see, here's the thing, though. Like, it's hard to tell WWE's booking, though, right? Because at Money in the Bank, Lesnar won the freaking title, even though he wasn't in the match. So I just feel like if you're going to pull that kind of stunt for him to even get the, the briefcase, you might as well pull some weird voodoo magic for him to cash it in. That's if he cashes in. If he cashes in, right. Yeah, it's it's always the huge unknown. But I think regardless if he cashes in or not, I really do think that you need to give Baron and Lacey those titles sometime. And if it's not here, it has to be, like, well, it can't be at SummerSlam because this is a last chance match. So I just, I kind of feel like there's not really much of a point right And maybe you could do that as a storyline. Make this be like a wedge that's driven between Seth and Becky. You want to see them split up? Not necessarily split up, but just like fight, you know, a little bit, you know, like as couples do sometimes. I don't know what you're talking about. I have a perfect relationship with my wife. Oh, look at you trying to save face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hi, Tiffany. Yeah, your husband's a liar. Anyway. Oh, so, really? Should we call Rebecca back into the room? That's not important. We were running out of time, so <laughs> yeah, we get to wrap things up. So how do you feel, Matt? Feeling pretty good. Good. 
excited for all the wrestling this weekend? Because there is an awful lot of it. Oh, I'm excited. Good. I, I can't wait. Mega Championship Wrestling is Saturday night. I believe it starts at 7 p.m. Go to MegaChampionshipWrestling.com for details. Of course, there's Evolve 131, not 151, 131. AW Fight, AW Fight for the Fallen and WWE Extreme Rules. So, in jam-packed weekend when it comes to wrestling, we're just doing our part. If you want to hit up the show, the Gmail is ProWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Once again, ProWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. Once again, Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. Twitter is at ProWPodcast. Once again, at ProWPodcast. ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com is your official website. Once again, ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. Interviews, blog posts, all that good stuff. Available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on Anchor. My name is Nick. My name is Matt. See you guys next time. I need a new car. (laughs) Go fund him. Time has arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Raw. 350 pounds. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. Thirty men will enter my ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? <laughs>